Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 162, Freedom. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What is wrong with your voice right now? <laughs> and Tom. I thought it just sounded like a true MC. <laughs> We're three guys, I want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. I feel like wait, I should, wait, I should talk like voice? Peter to start this one out. So, so sometimes when I'm like, like re-listening to our episodes, and and I we I got a shout out. One listener had mentioned that, that they had had the opportunity to go back through our episodes. One, just want to say, you have a lot more patience than me. But then I started thinking about it. I've probably listened to each episode almost basically twice. But what I was going to say was that I will listen to them on one and a half speed on my podcast. I use Apple Podcast. And Pete, you start to say the intro so fast sometimes, one and a half speed is incredible to listen to you talk on. <laughs> Do I sound like a chipmunk? A little bit. So I like to listen to us Love on um, half speed. And that's actually, like, it just sounds like a, an episode of, like, Drunk History, but, like, Disney topics. It's like, so, what I'm trying to say here is... <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, what did you end up naming the episode? Did you name it Freedom? I did. Did I really sound that bad doing the intro? Should I, like, restart no. it? Should we start it again? You sounded no. like a true podcast host. I don't I, know why. I, I just... Matt's just being a hater. I just feel like... I, every time I do the intro, it sounds exactly the same. So I try to spice it up a little bit here. So I didn't know that you actually tried to spice it up, <laughs> but that makes sense. Well, we we all kind of spiced it up because usually Matt says like, "What's up, everybody?" or something like that, and I usually say like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" And I I don't even know what I said this time. I think I said you sound like an MC. <laughs> Well, Pete, I'm gonna take that as a compliment, Pete. I, I think it was great. I think you keep it, leave it in the episode, and you know, it's just something new. <laughs> I'll have to get used to it, but I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It was just something different. So, so what are we gonna talk about tonight? Yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna ask this, and I think our listeners know by by this point, one 162 episodes in. If you're a Patreon, obviously 40 or 50, maybe more, 60 probably episodes. We we don't always have a a clear plan. So I'm just thinking out loud. I think we we hit the sponsor. And then because our topic is a lot of news and, and I don't think it makes sense to do the news, then go to the sponsor and then go to the latest trip update. I think I think the episode primarily is going to be news about all the stuff going on at Disney right now. Yeah, I I, I think that's I think that's fair. We we are going to uh we're gonna not only talk about our thoughts on the latest updates from Walt Disney. But we're also going to give our thoughts on how we feel like those changes are going to impact our trip. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, like this, like the podcast tonight, and we're about to hit the the sponsor thing, just remember that Kingdom Strollers is awesome. Peach used them. I mean, I feel like we just hit the sponsor sometimes and, you know, let you guys listen. But I really do hope that you take advantage of Kingdom Strollers because. As Pete can attest, they're a first-class organization that really helps you get through planning a Disney trip with kids. So with that being said, why don't we let Kingdom Strollers talk about what they offer? 
Yep, let's uh, pause at this point for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Okay, so... Let's uh, let's get into this. Let's let's hit. Uh, I think let's hit the news first. Uh, the latest updates from Walt Disney World, and then we can kind of get into how that's going to impact our trip, how that's changed our planning, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I I do want to say, I know Matt mentioned it prior to us hearing from Kingdom Strollers, but uh, we do have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/MenDoWDW. Uh, we do put out. An additional Patreon episode every week, so uh, that you do get four additional episodes with our Patreon, uh, inc- and also the two that we do uh, do monthly here. So patreoncom slash WDW if you're interested. But anyway, on to the uh, on to the news here. Big news here, guys! Every Disney park is finally reopened worldwide. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we we always talk about we are a Disney World podcast, and that's never going to change. But isn't this awesome? I mean, even I even got excited for Disneyland. I watched their opening, kind of their opening ceremony that they did prior to the cast, the cast members and their families being able to go in. And now, and we'll talk about this, you know, as we move through this episode. But things are moving very rapidly as as it relates to your Disney park experience. Super rapidly, and, and Disneyland Paris is reopened. Uh, saw that uh, this past week. Actually watched uh, watched some of the happenings at, at Disneyland Paris. So yeah, it, it feels good to have every park reopen. One of the things that I'm super excited about is just the fact that it's not just the United States. It is every Disney park worldwide, which I think can give a lot of people hope that we're coming out of this you know, awful, awful pandemic, and we're on the way back to normalcy, and normal is going to be what we're what we're used to, and that's exciting. I mean, just the fact that we have no more masks at all at Walt Disney World. I mean, you, you got to be vaccinated and all that. I get all that, but just the fact that, I mean, wearing masks is tough, and especially for kids and adults and being in the heat. Like, it's a good thing to not have to wear a mask if you have the opportunity not to. So kind of, kind so of. You d- you Did are I miss the you news? are. Well, you are still required to wear masks on transportation. So on the monorail, on the buses, on the boats, you are still required to wear masks there. Also, 
you are not you are required to wear a mask if you're unvaccinated. Now, here's the thing: children under the age of twelve are not uh, able to get the vaccine right now. So, does that mean that children from two to twelve are still required to wear masks? I'm gonna say no. Yes, yeah, they are. But I, I yeah. can't I mean, imagine they, they managing that, like from a Disney perspective. Like, it just seems stupid. It seems stupid. And and I, and I agree with you, but but I mean, really, based on this policy that Disney has in place, that vaccinated people are not required to wear masks. People under twelve are not able to get the vaccine right now. So, I mean, by their own logic, people from two to twelve are still required to wear masks. Like the fact that kids don't have to wear a mask at school, but they have to wear a mask at Disney. Oh my gosh, that's miserable. I mean, so if I'm going to Disney, Pete, and I am going to Disney, do I need to take my vaccination card with me in the parks? No, and, and you, you don't, obviously you don't have to prove you're vaccinated, but you will need to bring a mask because again, you do still need to wear a mask if you get on the monorail, if you get on a bus, if you get on a boat. So those are the only places masks are still required. Now, is that going to still be the case by by the time we get down there in September? I don't know. Uh, but but it very well could be. So I'd bring I'd pack a mask just in case. But but yeah, this is a huge step, and and this is uh, this is a huge piece of news, right? No more masks are required in the parks on rides in lines, guys. This means that you can walk around Epcot and you can eat and drink again. You don't have to be stationary to eat and drink at Epcot anymore. This is huge. I'm super pumped for it, and I know Tom Uvi. You were probably the first person that went to Disney from the podcast, like during COVID times. I mean, what does this mean to you, knowing that it's going to be a different experience? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and I've talked about it, but just the the fact it's just it's more enjoyable. And and I'll tell you that while Epcot is great, because I, so I went to I went to Epcot when prior to having to be stationary, so like. They weren't really enforcing that rule when I first went, and I could walk around with a drink. And I told Pete, "Hey, I just, you know, always had a drink on me, right? Whether it's a bottle of water that I brought in my book bag, or it was, or it was a beverage." And and then they put, then it was very enforced of being stationary. And it just, I mean, I'm not someone who wants to rush through the park. Definitely early on, and maybe for this trip in September, I will be because it's just a different style of trip. But the park that I'm actually most looking forward to not wearing a mask in is Animal Kingdom, because that was by far the most miserable park to wear a mask in. And Pete, our last trip, I think it was the one where it rained pretty pretty hard in, in Animal Kingdom. So wearing a mask, it wasn't that bad that day, well, because it wasn't that but, hot. But it's kind of like getting waterboarded, right? I mean, didn't didn't wasn't it uh, wasn't it our trip at, uh, at Animal Kingdom where it poured down rain? We rode Expedition Everest in the pouring rain in masks, and it was kind of like getting waterboarded. Well, I have never actually been waterboarded, but I, it's, it's maybe a very, very mild version of it. I, I think what, what I felt most bad for were the kids that they wouldn't even let under the cover in Satelia Canteen, and they were still enforcing them to put masks on. But it'll be interesting because they're not going to check vaccination cards, and you're, you're likely going to have – I'll put it like this. Pardon my language, but all hell is going to break loose with no mask. No one's going to wear a mask. I don't think kids under 12 are going to wear masks, and I don't think Disney's going to regulate it. I, I really don't. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that 100%. And, and going along with that, cast members are no longer required to wear face shields. Uh, now, they are still required to wear masks unless they're vaccinated. Um, they are allowed to wear 
just regular masks, regular N95 masks instead of wearing face shields now, though, if they're not vaccinated. So I think as time goes on, and I think by the time certainly we get down there in September, we're going to see most cast members not wearing masks. At least that's my hope. It's it's uh, tough it, to talk to somebody that's that's wearing a mask. Yeah, and I look forward to that. I mean, I, I pray that masks are not a thing because it's it's kind of ridiculous. But one thing that, and I'll go ahead and start talking about this. We have a group text right now with all the guys going on the trip. And we had um, some predictions here. And one of the predictions was that fireworks would be available to us when we go to Disney. And Pete, we have some news on that. Yeah, we do. Uh, fireworks are returning to Walt Disney World. Actually, returning to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, Disney World on September 1st and Disney World on September... Th- I'm excuse me. Disney World on September 1st. Disneyland on September 3rd. Correct? No. No. You, you are God, saying I'm, September. I'm saying September. It's July. it's July. It's July. It's July. So, so Walt Disney World on July 1st. Yes. July 1st. Yeah. Walt Disney World on July 1st. Walt... Disneyland on July 3rd, fireworks are returning. Now, we are not getting fireworks at every park at Walt Disney World, uh, Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom, and Epcot Forever at Epcot. I'm really interested to see how Epcot Forever works with all the stuff in the World Showcase Lagoon. Okay, so my assumption is that stuff is going to be moved, but... Did did you ever get to see Epcot Forever, Pete? I didn't. In person? I did not. In in fact, we uh, we so this is a must. Yeah, for our yeah, trip. we left we left Epcot early. Uh, the one chance that I would have had now, I've I've watched it on YouTube, of course, but I've not seen it live. No, so yeah, we're we're gonna watch Epcot Forever. Did we leave early because of rain? No, we left early to go to Magic Kingdom, and uh, you right. got stuck on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover while I rode Space Mountain. And I don't know, like the four of us kind of got separated. Not sure what happened. But, uh, but yeah, we did leave early that night from Epcot. So here, here's what I'll say. If you remember a few episodes back, I, th- I know Pete and I talked about it. I think we mentioned it on the podcast, but there were people that thought they were testing Harmonious and they heard music and it was Epcot Forever music. And I think I said the whole, that's the best music Epcot's ever had to a fireworks show. That was just my take. And now we found out they were testing Epcot forever, and that's what they're bringing back because Harmonious just isn't ready. And you know what? I don't blame them because they they can kind of hold back on this. And, and I'm going to talk about, after we get through this list, I'm just going to talk about the difference that I see the direction Disney going. But, you know, they've got stuff coming in October. They've got, uh, obviously, we call it the Rat Ride, but Ratatouille will be arriving October 1st, I think. So they don't have to unveil Harmonious right now, in my opinion. They can do that in the 50th year celebration. I, and I wish that they would roll back happily ever after to wishes. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be fitting. That actually would would be, and and then just and then plop Spectra Magic in right before wishes. Yeah. God and the electric electric light parade. Not going to happen, but it'd be it'd be nice. But yeah, excited to see fireworks returning to the parks again. I mean. Fireworks have been a staple of Walt Disney World ever since I can remember. So good, good to see those coming back. Um, so moving on to some ride news, um, and and a couple of points here. So first off, rides are being loaded every row. The theaters, every seat is being seated. They're not leaving space between people anymore. They're not leaving rows empty. 
You know, I saw a, a Splash Mountain boat the other day that every single spot was filled. Space Mountain, same way. Every single spot is filled. This is great. Bigger news than this. All the plexiglass is gone from these rides. Rise of the Resistance with plexiglass is a miserable experience. So, a couple couple things there. One, love to hear full capacity on attractions. Two, love even more to hear plexiglass is, is being removed. Do we know if they have removed it from Kilimanjaro? That I was going to mention that. I have not heard anything about Kilimanjaro safaris yet. I do not know if those dividers are still up on Kilimanjaro safaris because it really does impact your ride experience. Well, it just ruins it. So, and, and I've told this story. My wife and I sat, we were just there together and, and you know, we we're sitting next to each other and we realized we couldn't see anything. So I went to the far right, she went to the far left and people probably thought we hated each other. But honestly, it was because if you sit in the middle, you can't see anything. You, you can't. I mean, the, the, the dividers that they have up are like kind of an opaque plastic that you can't see through because it's so weathered. Well, it's so weathered. For our trip, I, I was already kind of thinking about, okay, if we are fortunate enough to get on Rise of Resistance, we we need to make sure that Matt isn't in the back row. And we've all ridden it, everyone else but Matt. So I, I was willing to sacrifice my front row seat for him because I've seen it. For, I've ridden it, obviously, more times than many. So, But I'm excited to hear that that's been removed. I'll tell you one thing I'm not overly thrilled about. Man, I really enjoyed the uh, the spaced out seating in the theaters. I enjoy Disney uh, just because I like when I, and I'll use an example. When I go to the movie theater or even at like church, I try to sit on the end of the row. Like I hate, I hate being, I really, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of sitting next to strangers in like a movie theater. I like being on the end of the row. Now, Tom, is, is that because like in the American Adventure, you like to lay down on the floor and go to sleep or is there some other reason there? Well, it's just I don't like being sandwiched in between two people because it's like the air, it's like the airplane, like the armrest game. Like I, you know, if my wife's if my wife's on my left and I'm on the end, like I know I got that right armrest for me. I'll leave the left armrest alone. But then, what if I have, you know, I'm, I'm I'm impacting whoever's on my right if they're like family or friends, and then or do I dominate the stranger's armrest on the left? Like I, it's just a it's so a I mean, lot you, of stress. You feel like you're leaning like the other way of the stranger. Like are you kind of like I'm just thinking about like the Last 100%. Supper. Like, are you just like leaning away? Let me tell from- you what. And here, here's gonna, here's just something that's just backwards altogether. When I, when I fly for, for anything, I want the window seat. And everybody's like, why don't you want the aisle? I'm not getting up whenever people have to go to the bathroom. Like, I'll get the window seat. I'll lean far left or far right. Yep. Don't look at me. Don't bother me. I'm not like a chatty flyer. I feel like Matt would like. Well, oh, hey, how are you doing? I, I normally have Where's to get your up. Next stop? I normally have to get up to go poop on the airplane. So oh, I like because you're one of those. <laughs> I like to be on the aisle. Well, I'll tell you that I've met a friend every single time I've flown. I I bet you have. I bet you have. <laughs> I hate people trying to talk to me when I'm flying. I like to put my headphones on, read my book, and and just ignore everything that's going on. I will say I'm well, never I put my the, headphones I'm, on without any volume coming through. What's that? Like I put my headphones on just to have headphones in. I, oh, I yeah. may not even have my iPad open or turned on yeah. yet. But people are gonna so, people won't talk to you if you have them in. So I'm not the person that like starts a conversation, but if somebody wants to talk to me, yeah, why not? I mean, I have one life to live. Let's have fun talking to people. Let's learn about them. And if they're annoying, I can always put my headphones in. But most of the time, 
No, we'll you know what? Save... That, that's that's how you get kidnapped coming off the plane and taken to like a strange house somewhere, and nobody ever sees you again. Well, that has that has not happened yet. But I will say, before I <laughs> yes. got married, oh. never mind. That, that's a story for the Patreon. We'll talk about that on the Patreon. Yeah, well, let's 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 talk about that on the Patreon. Another another thing I want to do hit. I, I do want to hit on the rides here. The extended queue markers are gone from almost every ride at this point. There may be one or two holdouts, but all these long lines that stretch, you know, from Tom Sawyer Island over to World Showcase, like all those queues are gone at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Across across the monorail track, it's not running. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) They're They're all gone now. So they're not spacing out the queues anymore. The queues are sort of back to normal. And to me, you know what this says? This says, hey, FastPass is coming back. FastPass is coming back in some form sooner rather than later. Now, what is that for? What's that form going to be? Okay, so like right now, do you think that folks like us, folks like you, you two, are in an advantage if FastPass comes back tomorrow? Like, what would you guys do? What would be like your first thing? Are we? We're not in well, inside sixty days, so here, I mean, we're we're gonna. We're going to absolutely – it just depends how many they allot. I mean, if they put a hard cap on them, then it would be pretty tough. But if they roll it back to normal, yeah, this trip's going to be unbelievable. So, like, when I said this, I wish you guys could see these two these, these two guys' responses. They looked like a pack of dogs on a three-legged cat. They were just, like, smiling like, oh, we got this. We got this right well, now. I hope it happens. What I can, what I can see happening and, and what I think may happen is that – I, I don't think Disney's ready to roll out whatever their new FastPass system is going to be. And and I think we can all pretty much guarantee or pretty much we all know at this point that this is going to be some kind of a paid system, right? I don't think they're ready to roll that out yet. So what I can see maybe happening is maybe Disney brings back FastPasses on a limited basis. So, you know, no pre-booking, nothing like that. Maybe they go to more of a California type system where... You get to the park and you get three fast passes and you can pick your three fast passes first thing in the morning once you get into the park and then you go from there. I I, I don't know. I mean, that's that, but that's the type of system that I see them maybe going back to. So what, what are the odds we have this for the September trip? So I, I, I'm going to go on a limb. I mean, we've we had to record ahead for a few episodes. And one of our patrons, or maybe not, I, we had a couple of people say, hey, it seems like you guys may record this one ahead of time. And we did uh, one of our last episodes. But as of the recording, I, I think it's a, a high probability there's some form of fast pass by our trip. And I'm ex- super excited about that. I, I really hope there is because, again, we know how to work the system, right? You, you, do you guys know like the, the smile from um, like Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas? I felt like Pete and I looked like the Grinch, <laughs> smiling. I could feel my I could feel my face like curling start up, start to smile. And I looked at and I looked at Pete and Matt and I looked at Matt just kind of staring at us like, "Oh my god, these sickos!" I mean, it just looked like y'all were like, <laughs> "I can't." Yeah, the, the Grinch smile says it all. But I mean, you guys said, "If it happens tomorrow, we're ready." Like I feel like you guys have been talking about this on the side. Like as soon as we get this news. We are ready to go. And, but I mean, the good thing is like for a trip, like our trip, like it's going to, 
if that happens, if, 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 we're going to have a great time and do everything we want to do. I mean, that's just like, and that's the benefit for like, if you're someone like me going who hasn't been in a while, you know, you're down there for three days, three days. I'm sorry. I, I can't stop laughing at Thomas and Pete. They're, I can't stop laughing at Tom and Pete. They're like just giddy. Like they're moving around in their chairs, but like it do, it does change <laughs> my, my, the entire trip. My hands trip. are sweating. Yeah, I'm 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 like I'm like itching to start making fast pass reservations. I, look, I I know what Matt's trying to say is just hey he'd be he'd be in a beneficial spot going with someone that had navigated the fast pass system before. And look, I was that way. Whatever year it was, my wife and I first went together. I had no idea what the Disney app was, and so we walked into the park, and I was like. Come on, we got to get our fast passes. She's like, "Oh, I've already got them." And so, um, stick it because there. I, I do want to save some time for me to kind of go on a little bit of a Disney rant. All right. So I, I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but dividers have come down to the monorails. I saw a picture, I think last week, of a, a totally normal monorail. And so I have not seen the buses though. Have the buses taken their dividers down I, as of this recording? I don't know, and I haven't seen any pictures either. I don't know if they're loading as many people as they can on the buses either. I, I would think that that's coming sooner rather than later. And certainly, I hope by the time we're there that it's that that's the case. All right. So another one that uh, I think is interesting. I want to save number fourteen for last. But condiment bottles, salt and pepper shakers back at restaurants. I can't tell you how Obviously. excited I am about this because I'm so sick of 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 salt and pepper packets and ketchup packets. Like I want a bottle of ketchup on the table. I want to be able to put salt on my French fries. Yeah. So I was when I first saw this news, I was like, "Well, that doesn't really change like my cosmic rays." And yeah, it doesn't change cosmic rays because you're still going to go get your condiments from that area, I would assume. But uh, that that was one, uh, and then another one. And we know some people who have done this. So college program resumes have uh, they've welcomed back their first members, right? Yeah. So the the college program has uh, has started back up again. I saw a video the other day of them welcoming back the uh, kind of the the members of the college program. This is exciting. I I hope that the kind of foreign exchange program picks back up and and they're able to staff back Epcot as it was because I feel like you really do get. You really do get something from having cast members from whatever country in the world showcase you're at, you know, representing that country. So this is one that I feel bad for the the especially the international students, but I feel bad for everyone who kind of got the short end of the stick. I think what Disney did was kind of gave them the uh the blessing of the check mark that yep, you can put this on your resume, you did it, even though the program got canceled. You know, they're still giving them credit for doing it. But that stinks for those people who have tried forever to get into the program. They get into it and then Disney closes and they have to release them all. So that was definitely something that uh, I was glad to see. And and before we get to the last one, lots of power outages at, at all the parks have been impacting rides. And all this makes me think about is like the, the first time I went to ride Rise, like two days prior, they had a lightning actually strike. Rise of Resistance. Which has caused a lot of problems since then. I, f- I feel like that which was the beginning. Which has caused a ton of problems. Yeah, of the problems. And and this is like when I got to the... I don't remember what time we got in line. It was probably 5.30 or something like that. Or 4 a, at 4.30 a.m. We were actually outside of... It's like it's like a video game release or a book release when you go early. And uh, 
we fortunately got to ride it, but I'm sitting there like, man, I, this kind of worries me a little bit. I mean, these rides haven't been run for so long at this capacity. Disneyland's going to feel the pain. It, that was just one thing that stuck out to me as a little bit concerning as we get into arguably one of the busiest seasons of the year for Disney. Yep. So the last one we had in the news section, the Boobash selling out for several nights despite the high price. And here's kind of what I want to say. If you look at how they labeled, like Mickey's Not So Scary and Very Merry Christmas, they were labeled as one ticket. And then you had like the after park hours or however Disney worded it, where you could just buy a few hours after the park. And they were always priced more accordingly to that. But they had a smaller capacity than you did for like a Halloween party. I think Disney, I think Disney through this pandemic and through all the hurdles they put in place for people to put a reservation in and you can't park hop and you got to pay this and you got to pay that. I think Disney realized, hey, we can charge a whole heck of a lot more than we were charging. People are still going to go through the obstacles to come to the parks. They're going to pay the price to go to these after-hour events. Let's charge a buck thirty, a buck forty, a buck sixty per person. Let's let's jack up annual pass prices because we have such an audience with an appetite for Disney right now, and we had an audience complaining about crowd levels. The only way to really control that would be pricing. But even then, say Disney doesn't control it yet. Oh man, we we got the same crowd levels, but we made a whole heck of a lot more money. And I think Disney is now going to drive up their prices. I think Disneyland stuff, pricing usually comes out before Disney World. So we'll get an idea of what Disney World will cost in the future for like an annual, like the annual pass that I had. But Pete, I paid $9.50 for that a few years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it was well over $1,300 or $1,400 whenever they roll those back out. If they roll those back out. Because I don't know that annual pass returns in the form that we're used to seeing it. Maybe they have like a frequent visitor program or something like that. But I don't think that they ever sell an annual pass again, if I had to guess. And I look at this too. I mean, so we've lived without FastPass now. Parks have almost been open maybe close to a year, maybe a a little bit. Over a year. Because, I mean, it was April, April, May when they reopened, right? It was something like that. But but you look at it and Disney's probably like, well, people still came to the park. You know, once everyone got over that initial fear, right? Every, oh, Disney seems safe. And Disney was very, very, very safe and good at what they were doing. But they're like, hey, Universal's still, you know, they're, they're charging for their, their fast pass mechanism. I think if we get free fast pass or included fast pass again, I could see them saying, hey, resort guests get a discount on fast pass and here's what it is. And start trying to drive people back to those resorts, or maybe they do kind of the paid program we've talked about. But in the interim, I do think they're going to they're roll back out some form of FastPass that's included with the ticket, kind of kind of get people's appetite back for FastPass, and then bang. And maybe it's- They're, they're going to charge for it again. Maybe it's just that you get, you get one in advance. You book one FastPass in advance, and then you can book one at a time after that. Maybe that's all you get for free. If you want more, you pay for it. And I, I think that's very reasonable. Yeah, I don't well, see anything I mean, wrong with that. that people like, would I would love a pay a pay to play kind of thing. So yeah, but 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 yeah, I think you're absolutely right with the boobash. 
I think Disney recognized that there is a demand and, and look, dates are selling out, right? And and not not just October 31st, not just Halloween, but dates in September are selling out. You know, dates in October are selling out. Like this is not people are people are willing and to pay the price right now. And and Disney is turning very much into, and we've talked about this before, Disney's very much following that Apple model in that they think they have a premium product, they're gonna charge a premium price for it. And and everybody that can't afford it, you know, sorry, go somewhere else. And what what um they start in August, right? Is that the first? I think so, yeah. I think so, yes. And and this is probably a pretty good segue. And and we're we're gonna talk a little bit about some trip updates that we had, but this was only what this was a, this was actually part of the original plan. We we got rid of the fourth park ticket, the fourth park day, and said, let's do the uh, boobash. I'd say it's still maybe in the world of consideration, but we saw the pricing, and we kind of thought, okay, let's get park hopper, and maybe we don't have to do this. And and not only that, I mean, at this point, if they're selling out these boobashes, God only knows how many tickets they're selling to these things. I mean, these parks are going to be crowded during boobash. Yeah, and that's the thing that I wish they'll never release it. But Pete, say they released that it's going to be eight thousand people, you'd want to buy it. Yeah, I think you want to buy it at that level. But say they release it's fifteen thousand people, or twenty five thousand people, or forty thousand people. You know, like where do you draw the line? Yeah, you probably draw the line in the, I think in the fifteens range. The well, what probably. what what is the park capacity? Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not trying to put you guys on the spot, but I'm just saying, like, you know, eight thousand out of forty thousand. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have Magic Magic Kingdom. Disney does not release, but but to estimates put capacity 80, 80, 85 to hundred. Okay, I would have guessed eighty thousand. Yes, I mean, if you have less than ten percent of people there, that'd be fantastic. And like, I think that's a reason to upsell this more, but Disney just. You know, I mean, that they're they're about making money and they're about selling tickets, and I I get it. Like, I don't have any, I don't I don't blame Disney for any of this. But I will say, so like, you guys every remember- after like after our um, special event ticket after hours event I've been to, I've never felt like I waited it in line for an exorbitant amount of time. So there are differences now in special event tickets. That's like Mickey's not so scary. Uh, Pete, correct me if I'm wrong, but villains would actually fall under that now. And then you have like just a Magic Kingdom after hours, just like, hey, we're going to be open a few hours, like the e-ticket attraction wristbands you used to buy. Yeah. And- the the after hours events are are significantly limited. Now, I don't know. Maybe we're going to get to August and we're going to have someone who went and it's going to be awful. But but I don't think, I don't think they are that. severely limited, Tom, because if you remember the villains event we went to, I mean, we waited 35 minutes in line for right. For space villains mount? is a special event ticket. Villains is a special event, so it's different than an after hours ticket. Okay, okay, that's why there's yes. a price difference. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, the after hours and the special events are, are definitely different. I think the after hours are limited. The special events are are significantly more capacity. And and, and yeah, we waited. In, I mean, we couldn't get on Seven Doors Mine Train because the line was always forty five minutes during the special event. Space Mountain, we waited. And think about that. We paid. Whatever I don't know, hundred something, hundred ten dollars or hundred dollars or something like right. that. Right, 
Well, I can remember back in the day. I mean, you talk about like after hours events, and I'm, I'm. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but you had to be staying on a Walt Disney World Resort property to be able to participate in the after hours or the, you know, before hours. I mean, there was the same kind of thing, like you know, early entrance for, you know, folks that were staying on property. Is that still a thing? And you know, so no. I see Pete shaking his it's, head. It's it's not no, and 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 so that's the problem is the after of our. The after hours events are less crowded, but these special events, they just let more people in. And, you know, the popular rides still have the same wait times that they would during the day. And do you really want to pay $120 or $140 or $160 and spend 30 minutes of your, you know, three hour time period waiting in line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Space Space Mountain or, or whatever, Jungle Cruise? Yeah, no, not at all. So anyway, I, I think that's, you know, we've, we've kind of beat that to death at this point, but, uh, but if they are selling out despite the price, people are willing to pay for it. So we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll certainly, once we get some reviews, we'll, we'll certainly talk about that, but onto our trip, big news for our trip. Ohana is opening. Well, before we get there, I just want to say big news for our trip is everything we've just mentioned. Well, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. all those were big. That that, sure. that impacts our trip. But as as far as planning goes, and we're, we're going to try to keep you guys kind of with us, maybe with a small update every other episode or on the Patreon. But the Ohana news came out, and it was like, grab the phone and let's change those reservation finders over. Because, Matt, you've never been to Ohana, correct? Never. So th- So – not only is this a first time restaurant for for Matt, but it's probably it's probably a top three restaurant at Disney World for me personally. And if if uh, Pete tells me, hey, maybe grab an Oga's reservation finder and you pick the next one, well, I'm going to pick Ohana. So, but some controversy here over the noodles, right? Initially, noodles were not on the revised menu, and and the menu has been revised. So Ohana used to be sort of like a Brazilian steakhouse where they would come out with skewers of beef. That's chicken, that's and what shrimp. I was looking forward to. That's not the case. Yeah, that is that is not the case anymore. So the gone are the skewers, gone are the shrimp. Now, they do have a shrimp uh casserole that they'll still be serving, but everything else is going to be served family style. As as it was before, the only difference is now the beef and the chicken are going to be served family style instead of being a broader on on skewers. In my understanding. Now, this could change as we get closer to opening, but uh, the wings are still there, which the wings are a perennial favorite. The dumplings, the dumplings, I mean, I could eat a hundred of those steamed dumplings. And uh, so big, you know, big news. I think we will definitely try to eat at Ohana if if for no other reason than to see what the new Ohana is like. I, I think here's the, here's the thing for me, and I, I always feel like I... Well, the last time I went to Ohana, I didn't do this. But when I first started going, I'm like, all right, strategy. Like, let me eat the most expensive things on the menu. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to eat what I enjoy. Like, the wings are good. The dumplings are the, maybe the best thing. Then you got steak, medium medium rare, please, sir. I, Matt, you're going to love it if we're fortunate enough to get a reservation. This is going to be a hot, a hot ticket because a lot of people are going to want to see what it's like. I mean – they're gonna have to do something to make Polynesian look a little better. Yeah, it looks, you got guests rolling it looks in there. Pretty bad right now. Well, and with this, I said Raglan Road is out. And before we started the episode, Pete corrected me. 
not only does Pete want bread pudding from Ohana, he wants bread pudding from Ragland Road on Wednesday night if we cannot go to Trader Sam. Say they're not open yet. Well, I will say that we have a um, a good friend of mine who's also a Patreon who's ready to meet us at Ragland Road for some bread pudding on Wednesday night, so we got to make that happen. Yeah, I have actually talked to uh, to this friend. He was in Epcot recently. Matt, I think I was with you when he sent me the, the the text or the message, and he was like, "Hey, I tried your suggestion in China, and and I'm just gonna say this: he got the tipsy ducks, and he did not get a straw because you know Disney does only does paper straws, and he and he just wanted to just drink it, right? Well, it's very important that you stir the tipsy ducks in love. So what I told him was next time. Just ask for the, they have large plastic straws they give when you order the bubble tea. I said, little Disney tip or a little world showcase tip. Ask for that straw, give it a good stir and go from there. And so hopefully he takes my advice next time he's in Epcot. So what is next on the trip update, Pete? What have you been thinking about? Well, I, I guess this is uh this has changed our our the fireworks coming back has sort of changed our dinner plans right we we planned on chef art smiths on thursday night after hollywood studios where now it looks like we're gonna have to go to magic kingdom and, and watch the fireworks we planned on pizzeria italia after epcot well now we're gonna be stuck in epcot even later than we expected so i mean that that probably let's not change. say stuck let's say enjoying we, we would get to experience more of epcot at night because of the fireworks but so it changes our dinner plans a little bit, especially with Ohana being open. I don't know where we're going to eat Friday night. You know, we we kicked around eating over at Topolino's Terrace. We kicked around uh, a couple of restaurants. I, I don't know what well, happens. And he, here's the here's another thing that I haven't mentioned to you, Pete, but I know Matt and I have talked about it. You know, he said, "Hey, it'd be cool to be in Pandora at night or Toy Story Land slash Galaxy's Edge." And I kind of thought, hey, whatever happens, maybe some of the guys don't want to be in the park at night. Maybe maybe Matt and I or, or Pete, you stay in the park and, and us three just look, don't even have to ride rides, just do these things at night. But now I'm like, well, why would I be, why would we want to be in Hollywood Studios if there's fireworks going on elsewhere? I mean, elsewhere, or maybe that makes yeah. Hollywood Studios much more attractive to be in because people are going to park hop to the fireworks. So that's a dynamic that we obviously won't know how to navigate until we get there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, in that regard, do we get over to Disney Springs? I mean, we certainly talked about going to Disney Springs on Wednesday night, which which I think will still happen. But do we have an opportunity to go there Thursday night, Friday night? I mean, certainly not Saturday night at this point, but, but do we have an opportunity to go over to Disney Springs? I mean, Matt, you haven't been to Disney Springs in how – well, that's not true. You've been to Disney Springs <laughs> recently. Yeah, we talked about this on a past episode. I mean – I like Disney Springs. I think it's a great kind of like filler for when we don't have the opportunity to go into the parks, but I'm not going to be, you know, hell bent on going to Disney Springs if we have better things to do. So yeah, a lot, lots, a lot is in flux right now on our trip. And honestly, the last two things we had, if we did Magic Kingdom for a night, and and wanted to do the fireworks. Could Pete stomach eating dinner in Magic Kingdom? I I got the vibe today when I asked him this question that nope, he will not eat dinner there. I'm gonna so I don't. I, that's why I'm gonna I be think honest. It's imperative we do. I'm gonna be honest. The fireworks on Thursday. If if I mean we could do the fireworks Friday night or Thursday night, 
but I'm scheduling dinner at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock that night if we do that. Well, I'm going to fall asleep at the dinner table. Which is so. which is fine. Which is fine. You're totally, that's your prerogative. But I will, I will, I refuse to eat at Cosmic Rays for dinner. Well, this is uh, an update you're going to keep hearing from us. So the last thing, I am... I am still trying to find lightning in a bottle or find that uh, lightning striking twice with a resort stay, mainly a DVC room. I've been looking at confirmed reservations. I need a deal. So if anyone's out there, they're a DVC member, a DVC, uh, a DVC person, you want to give us a deal for Matt's return to the holy land of Disney World, just let us know. I've been checking for uh, two bedrooms just to see if we can get anything remotely in the price range that fits for our group and and I'll be honest right now we've got we've got the double tree for what is it Pete four, One, it's, two, it's, three. it's it's a hundred bucks a night total essentially yeah, yeah total so about a hundred bucks a night total and and obviously and, and we're putting four guys in a room you know getting getting a roll away bed so it's it's a really good deal yeah but, obviously uh, we're not going to get a DVC room for that price we uh I I, I don't see us finding anything close to what we paid for Bay Lake Tower. Again, we paid 300 bucks a night for a two-bedroom at Bay Lake Tower. I don't see that happening again. But if it's out there, you know, we're going to snag it for sure. Now, looking at the DVC, we do have a friend who's a DVC member. Looking at the DVC website, there's just not a whole lot of availability out there. So a lot of people have these have these rooms booked already. But hey, who knows? We could Something could fall into our lap last minute and... Uh, we could be reporting to you from Wilderness Lodge or Animal Kingdom Lodge. Hopefully not because it's in the middle of nowhere. But I know, mean, heck, I'm hoping it, that we report re- report to you from Cinderella's Castle. Somehow we weaseled our way in there and we're staying at the top of the castle for the fireworks. Well, that's, uh, that's the latest and greatest on the news and the trip update. I do have uh, for this episode a, a secret and trivia question and... and we had a lot of good guesses on last week's trivia question, so whenever Pete gives me the uh, go-ahead, we can roll with it. All right, ready, set, go. Perfect. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a dog. Fetch. Fetch. So going to this, we'll start with the secret of the night. This is something I just recently found out, but Walt Disney's personal airplane kind of moved around. I mean, obviously it was an MGM at one point. Um, they, they put it under cover. They left it at MGM for a little bit, just kind of in, in the elements, but... It is now covered and fenced in backstage at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's a uh, there's a recent aerial photo that shows a fence has been installed, and it's located, like I said, a backstage uh, area over by Animal Kingdom. And one recent image shows that it's gone back to its original paint job, so the exact colors it had when Walt Disney would have flown in it. So that was something that's cool. If you guys know anything about that, or or say, hey, Tom. You know, Tom, you're wrong. <laughs> Let me know. But it uh, that's the latest that I had heard or read on it uh, really this week. Going to the trivia question from last week. I asked you guys what year did Matt last go to Disney Walt Disney World? And we were not looking for his Disney Springs trip, but we had some good guesses. And really, you guys did a great job using context clues and kind of going back through old episodes if you had time to, to think, hey, what had he seen and not seen? But the year was 2014. I don't know if you guys remember the month. I know you guys were there together. 
It was August, I think. Yeah, I was going to say it had to be August. So Matt not only went on that trip with Pete, but after that, I think he went for a work trip where he actually went into Magic Kingdom during closed hours and went to Space Mountain. And then he went to Disney Springs for another work function. Yeah, so it was actually um, 2015. I went to Disney Springs and all that, but um, I'm probably the only person on this podcast that has been in the in the Utilidors in the Magic Kingdom, and that was my Space Mountain trip. So we'll we'll check out yeah, the Utilidors that, on our next trip. Don't worry, I know where the doors are. <laughs> yeah, the doors are unlocked, so we'll just push them open and roll through. Exactly. So, trivia question for this week: What was the limo? named so or what was the limo called it was used initially to promote the opening of mgm studios and I, if you're a disney fan you, you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but it went city to city mickey mouse would travel in it uh, and then it got rethemed into a couple different things at disney world the cost of this limo i'll add that into it too what was the uh what was the estimated cost for this limo so what was the limo's name that was used to promote the opening of MGM Studios? And what was the cost of said limo? You can tweet us at Mendu at, at yeah, Mendu WW. Or no, Mendu Disney. What is our what is our tweeter name? It's been a while since I've done a secret. <laughs> Mendu WDW Podcast. At Mendu WDW Podcast. And you can email us at uh Mendu at gmail.com. So yeah. that's where we are. Tom doesn't even remember the, the tweeter anymore. Yeah, that, that that's how you find us. Um, if you guys DM us, we'll give you Tom's cell phone number. Yeah, so I just double-checked. It's at men do WW Podcast is our Twitter. And that's crazy because I'm the one who usually manages Twitter, but when you log on, it, it at least on my phone, it doesn't show us our name. So, uh, again, you can tweet us at men do WW Podcast with your guesses or email us at men do WW at gmail.com. Anything else to say? I think we hit it all. Fun episode. I'm excited for the trip. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>